Human design is a part science, part spiritual system that tells you who you came here to be. You have your own blueprint, your own way of becoming successful, your own way your dreams are going to come true, the way you'll experience the most joy and fulfillment. The instruction manual for how to move through the world is custom to you. When you act according to that manual, when you act as the real you, everything in life comes to you with more ease and less resistance. We all know we're different, yet we're still acting like there's one way to do life. Let's talk about it. To find out your design and the designs of the people in your life, you can visit myhumandesign.com or download the My Human Design app in the App Store and on Google Play. Okay, so we wanted to start this um week's episode off with this concept that we were laughing about the other day called the cosmic striptease where we you were saying to me it just feels like no one can get a break right now it's like one transformation after another challenge after another trigger after another whatever and I was saying to you that what's kind of happening right now is not just that we're shedding layers but that layers are literally being pulled off of us against our own volition sometimes by the universe it's like we're on the fast track of stuff just like falling off of us it's so we're literally being undressed by the universe because (laughs) these layers are just falling off us and it's such a different energy than 2020 to 2023 halfway through 2023 where back then it was so much more like disagreeing with each other there was so much more heat there was so much more charge there was so much more attacking each other and warring against each other and now there's this kind of void where we've thrown all the pieces up in the air and they've landed and now we have to sit in the quiet and look at all of them and so these things that used to have such a hold over us over the last three years calling each other names canceling each other it's almost like all that stuff has lost its its magic or its hold over us or its ability to hold our attention And so now it's like, oh, well, if we're not participating in this carousel of outside stuff, right, we're kind of left with ourselves. And what's amazing about it is it is like a death and rebirth cycle now, but we are on this like fast track curriculum where it's actually beneficial that the universe is just stripping things off where things we genuinely used to care about and sometimes still want to care about because that's how we're used to spending our time and our attention or it's become part of our identity. At the moment, we're in this very weird twilight zone where it's like even if we try to care about things we used to care about or participate in things we used to participate in, it's like we're just not being allowed to. And that's where it's this cosmic striptease because it's like, oh, you used to care about wearing a new outfit every five days. All of a sudden, now everybody is chopping their closet. Or And without even coordinating it with each other, we're just naturally finding that we are. Or, oh, you used to care about, you know, arguing in the comments and now you're just like, oh, it doesn't do the same thing as it used to do for me. Like, it's not that I'm repelling against it. I just, I just am so neutral about things that I used to feel either super, super positive or super, super negative about. And that's really what's happening right now. So we wanted to just introduce this concept of the cosmic striptease because if you feel like you can't catch a break, please know that you're not alone. 
What's so funny is that when you originally said that idea to me, I didn't realize that that was what you were saying. So you just explained it differently where the cosmic striptease being life undressing us, where what I heard the first time you said it to me last week was that in our transformation process, it is sort of layer and then the next layer and then the next layer. And it is sort of this like removing of different garments mm -hmm. and that you remove one. So you like you remove a jacket, you have a sweater underneath it. Mm -hmm. And then you have a sweater and you remove that. And then you have a t-shirt underneath the sweater. Because mm. I was saying that what I was going through, every time I have removed a story or a lie or I've worked through something, it's almost like I can see the next piece from a different perspective. And then I was able to look at that next thing. And then mm. once I remove that next piece, then I can see the next thing. That's how I interpreted what you were saying last well, week. Well, I mean, they're, I guess they're kind of the same thing and the same thing. The part you're describing is the the you part in it. Whereas yeah. I'm saying that right now life is is like help, like one making us push these things, like it's taking these things off of us. Um, at just like a super speed rate kind of thing and things that maybe we were afraid of you know taking off the next layer it's like oh you didn't even have to take it off now I'm just like wiping it off you sometimes right or we didn't even see that it was coming but apparently all of a sudden we're like free of all these things and it's wonderful to feel so free of these things but it's also scary because you're like hold on a second what am I going to do with my time what do I actually care about what is my next layer this layer feels too raw like give me the sweater back I don't just want to wear a t-shirt um so <laughs> now that you make what you're saying. now that you make the connection it, I love the concept even more because it's just a better understanding of that we're kind of in the co-creation dance Mm. Like I feel like I'm pulling the layers off, but then I'm also being assisted in pulling the layers off. And that's comforting. Yeah. And it, it's, it's really at the moment that it's being pulled off of us before we maybe consciously think that we're ready, but you are ready if it's happening to you, just maybe not on such an obvious level. And, um, the universe really is doing us a favor by putting us on this track of almost making like taking something off of us before we think we're ready because that um, is putting us in such a good position for going forward because the world is going to change so much in the next three months, six months, forget a year that mm -hmm. what feels so premature to be doing now is going to end up serving us so well. We're going to look back in six months and be like, oh, my God, thank God I didn't get here carrying all that stuff that I was still holding on to in January or February. So that's where, um, you know, I just feel like everybody is one thing after the other, after the other, after the other. And we're just like, are we doing is it me? Am I doing something wrong? Do I just have so much more stuff than I thought I did? You know, there's all that kind of questioning that happens around it. And the point of this is that, you know, we talk about this all the time, is that there's always going to be more, right? No matter how aligned you are in your life, there's always going to be new levels. And we were talking about this today about how, you know, the universe wants you to do your specific karma in this life. And even if you do it really freaking well, the universe is going to say, oh, actually, you're doing your job so well. And like you said to me, 
here's another area where we can use you, right? Here's another place where we want you to <laughs> Put go. Put me in, in coach. <laughs> yeah. And so I want people to really realize that it's not a cause for shame to see new stuff about yourself. It's actually that you've earned it. You've gotten to this place where you're seeing new stuff about you because of all the layers that you've previously either removed yourself or allowed the universe, been brave enough to allow the universe to remove from you. And so I really believe that the biggest reason that stops us from changing ourselves is the shame, you know, mm -hmm. is thinking that seeing something that we are doing that we're not proud of, gosh, we better lie to ourselves because we couldn't even live with ourselves if we see something that we think is absolutely categorically, we just can't allow ourselves to be. And everybody has traits that they think are just so much worse than all the others that we couldn't possibly see in ourselves, right? And I call that runging where, you know, for me, you know, seeing myself as a jealous person was just the worst of all negative traits as a, as a younger child that, that was like, it created my blind spot of me not being able to see where I was jealous, but then that held me back from transforming that jealousy into something better. And so I always say this as my, as my prayer to myself that, um, you know, I, I talk about often because it's so healing is to say, let there be nothing about me that I can't say to me and not be okay with. Because when you come at that level of transformation from the understanding and the compassion and almost finding, like making yourself find the reason behind why you did what you did, and you know you hit it when you go, oh, I could see why you did that, or it was just handed down to you, or whatever that loving voice needs to be for that level of, I so get the non-nefarious, innocent reason why you might have participated in that. And I know that it wasn't you. But unless we can remove the shame from seeing anything about ourselves, then we just can't get to the next level, right? So you have to be able to see your shit and like yourself anyway. Um, and so this is where it's really profound at the moment because if you have gotten to a place where you're seeing yet another thing and you're like, seriously, one more thing? Come on, I've just did so much spiritual heavy lifting. You should know that it's because you did the heavy lifting that you're seeing the new thing. And so right. actually doing very freaking well. Yeah, and um, to tie it back to the human design chart, because I feel like the conversation that we were having earlier was specifically around, I think it was like life theme we were talking about mm -hmm. and how you'll master your gifts. So your life theme is made up of your four most important gifts and you'll master it in one area. And then it will just like show up in a different area. And all of a sudden you got to work it there. That even applies down to if you're reading through your gifts, like for example, I have gift 57, which do you want to explain what gift 57 is? At what level? <laughs> like, okay, yeah. Well, so the basic level of it is a fear of the future, right? Mm -hmm. Where it can be fear of the future or it can be a nose for how things are going to play out. Am I explaining that correctly? Yes. Or it's almost like, and I think in the app we call it, uh, I forget. It's something about really needing to be in the moment and mm -hmm. when you're in the moment, being able to sense the next moment essentially. Yes. But mm -hmm. the negative expression of that. So for example, you can do this with even one gift in your chart. Okay. So with gift 57, I've seen that negatively played out as like mm, having to 
really calculate and anticipate what's going to happen next and me feeling really uncomfortable with not just being able to be in this moment and sense the next moment. I need to sense the 10 next moments in order to feel safe. And that's actually like the negative expression because that puts me in fear of the future. And so, you know, every time I've peeled back layers on that gift, I've seen that in my own relationship, I've had to admit that the fear of the future in my relationship has been caused by me. And when I peel back the layer on applying that gift in the correct way, suddenly that fear disappears from my relationship because I was the one contributing it there. So mm -hmm. that is and to tie it to the cosmic striptease. It's like there's all these tiny little layers Mm -hmm. of revisiting your chart and trying and every day incrementally working through, ooh, what does it feel like to be more aligned and maybe just this one gift or what does it feel more aligned to maybe apply my life theme in this area of my life? That is sort of like a cosmic layering off of the unaligned ways that we're using these parts of ourselves. Absolutely. And what you're saying about the gifts and the reason why I said what level is because every <laughs> gift has the lowest, lowest level of consciousness when you're plugging in fear and using it for the negative reasons, right? Are all the way up to the highest of highs to the level that these gifts are all superpowers. If we as a collective flexed them to that level, right? Like gift five is being able to bend time just because we haven't got there yet as human beings. Like that's what you should be able to do. That's where we're marching towards a progression of that being more normal, right? But we can't get there yet until we all kind of get out of using it for the wrong reasons, using it to um, perpetuate our fears, to reaffirm the things that we, you know, are indulgent mental addictions. Like, for example, the fear of the future, for example, I have to be in control and control gives you a temporary quick fix. It gives you that hit. It's like a drug, right? Right. So, also, what I think is so pertinent to this conversation is understanding that we are all addicts of the chemical cascades that we create inside our bodies, inside our systems, when we are so used to creating like fear molecules every single day or um, cortisol molecules or control molecules or whatever those things are, whatever choose your poison, right? That becomes so natural to your body in the same way that drinking alcohol or taking heroin every day would that it is scary to let it go because of the calm down that's going to happen and the empty space that you're going to face before your body weans off of those things right but that's the very addiction that is keeping us out of flexing these gifts to levels that we haven't seen before yet as human beings and so to use your example um you know coming off of the control the amazing reward that you get, though, is that life stops sending you situations where that's even a thing that you have to contend with because life doesn't need to keep sending you that assignment because you've done the work of seeing it. And so now it doesn't need to be part of your reality. And moreover, you're with the same person, you're in the same house, you're living the same situations. He hasn't changed at all, right? Mm -mm. But it doesn't bother you in the same way or it just, um, it just doesn't is not your personal light imprinting on actually what could very well be a totally neutral situation. Completely. And it's almost like I changed the color of the situation by applying that gift correctly, where now suddenly because I'm really tapped into the gift of gift 57, which mm -hmm. is actually having a nose for the future, or I can't remember, you'll go read mm -hmm. it in the app. 
like that our relationship now has access to that and then to go back to what you just said about how we get almost drunk on the um the not negative expression of our gift of our of our chart is the wrong way to say it but in our conditioning we get drunk on our conditioning essentially mm -hmm. i was saying this to a friend of mine who's a projector who she said i feel like i've been filling my day with stuff because i haven't wanted to look at these things like she's in a moment right now where she's having to face a lot of breakthroughs and having to really accept her humanness and having to really look at some ugly parts of her and she's realizing that she has busied herself Mm. build her calendar with so many activities all the time she's a projector she has an open sacral so she's like i get literally drunk on having constant stimulation from people on the outside world and when you are allowing yourself to get drunk on that as a projector you can't even hear yourself yeah you know? we mm -hmm. can't hear our real essence when we are getting drunk on our conditioning mm-hmm and that applies to everybody. And what's so powerful about that is, see, she admitted it to herself. And even mm -hmm. if then you don't do anything different about it for a week, a month, it doesn't really matter because you've already kickstarted the process and the universe goes, oh, look who's kind of making a small pivot, doing a 0.1 degree change towards getting closer to her real self. And that already starts to change the cogs and move the wheels and the unseen forces get behind you to help you get to the next level. And, um, you know, that's really the thing that's happening right now. What you're saying about we've filled our time so much and our attention and leaked it away on things because we're just so terrified to sit and look at everything. But because of this cosmic striptease of things just being pulled off of us, like I'm trying to care about this, but I just can't get my body to actually physically still care or feel the same like from something that I used to, you know, like I was saying to you, Oh, on my suggested feed on my suggested post on Instagram, there was like a girl standing in an outfit in front of the Eiffel Tower. And consciously, I was thinking that was interesting. So I clicked on it, but I just didn't have the same physical reaction to it where I just saw it in such a different light where I'm like, that's a human standing in front of a national treasure. Like what's so you know, I, I can, is this meant to induce like FOMO? Is this meant to whatever? And the biggest antidote to all of that as well is being able to take advantage of this void, understand that it's not because you're weak, but that actually you're coming into your power and you get to now fill this void with stuff that actually matters to you. And the more you do stuff that matters to you, ironically, also all the other stuff starts to feel even less important and have even less of a hold of you. And so you're not a slave to, you know, being um, a consumer of everyone else's mission except for your own right? And you stop being available to have your attention up for sale or to have your attention be hijacked by things that are cheap fuels. So you've been saying this recently, and you, these are some common themes on your story and on our podcast and stuff about what really matters to you, mm -hmm. okay? How do we figure out what really matters to us? Okay, so I think the number one thing is that can be such a big question, especially framed in the spiritual world. Like, you know, it has to have this massive mission and I have to be here to hold space for women or whatever. But I think these kind of platitudes really make us more lost as to concretizing what is our thing. 
And so you don't have to figure out the rest of your life in terms of what matters, just like you don't have to figure out the rest of your life across anything is what we say, right? But you have to observe yourself and say, what actually feels like when I do it, it's really fulfilling to me. And that could be decorating your home. That could be trying to get pregnant. That could be um, starting to learn to cook for yourself because you order takeout all through lockdown, right? And even though that seems small, again, it's you showing the universe that you are advocating for the importance of your own life and filling your own cup up from actually feeling it be filled up rather than because you are falling in love with the idea of looking like you have it filled up through other people's eyes who you're imagining what it even looks like through their eyes. It might not even look like that through their eyes, right? So it's prioritizing the feeling inside rather than the idea of how it looks to yourself even or to others because of the motions that you're just going through and ticking off the boxes that you see, we see everybody else going through. It's like, okay, I'm being fed this manual of what should fulfill me versus if I was above my own body, looking at myself through the course of my day, what actually kind of creates some kind of adding to my cup inside? It could be reading about, you know, crystals and gems and healing, but it also could be doing up your house. And so it's not for us to judge the quality of what fills us up. And that's another thing that really keeps us stuck is we go, no, the things that matter to me have to be, you know, being a guru or, you know, having all the right answers with nutrition and lifestyle. Whereas actually, if you notice yourself, could you let yourself off the hook if you're like, I don't actually care about that that much. And it might mm. be okay. And it might be okay. And it might not just be okay, but it might be a huge unlock to get me closer to what's actually my alignment and my life purpose. And then the universe goes, yes, honey, we love it. We've been waiting for you. Welcome. Get a seat. Like, pull up a chair. Um, now I can use you, right? Because you're signaling to the universe as to what you actually correctly are. And so you can fulfill the proper job roles that it has waiting for you, swirling around your energy, just waiting to come in as blessings. But you just needed to take the shape of the correct puzzle piece that you are in this world. You know, it's interesting. This example is coming to me that I've just been experiencing. We were talking about it today, actually, where... I had this realization that so okay if I have all these things that are hap- these things that are happening in my life that I feel like I'm potentially deriving wisdom from or potentially gaining lessons from my my thought of what I'm supposed to do with that prior to working with you was I need to figure out how to give it out to the world. I got to, you know, post it on my Instagram. I got to make inspiring TikToks about it. I got to put it out there. What I said to you today is I'm realizing that what I'm really supposed to do with those things and what actually makes me feel happy is literally just telling you about them so you can do something with them. Instead of me going, oh, this happened to me and then trying to derive guidance from that, which is not actually what I'm gifted at, I'm just supposed to share my life story. I'm just supposed to share my experiences and not necessarily derive any sort of guidance from them. Mm -hmm. So even just that slight shift of noticing that I enjoy just telling you about them more than trying to post them online and share them with a bunch of people has immensely 
uh, improved the enjoyment of my life. Something that simple. Mm -hmm. And even to layer onto that, and this is just to show you how complex human design is, that you're also, as your life theme, is the cross of explanation. So yes, you also tell me about your life experiences and you do tell other people about your life experiences. And then that inspires me, right? And we turn it into stuff. And then you also come in, then after that, it's like yeah. a ping pong game because you're the cross of explanation. And so you are the one who kind of figures out the right formats because everything I was saying to you, like everything is just a soup in my head, right? Whereas you really know how to pull it out and get it explained properly, um, formatted in a way that it can be actually um, received the best. And, you know, you're always, you're, you're so gifted at explaining things. So it, it's not necessarily that just because you're supposed to talk about your experiences that you also can't, it's not mutually exclusive yeah. to someone else could be good at also guiding other people with it. But right. That's where right, right, knowing right. the layers is so important. And what you're saying is like going back to your design because your essence doesn't change, but what is going on in your life right now will make you hear your design so differently than you did even two weeks ago. And we're constantly doing that. Like, oh, that's because of my this and da 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 da. And obviously, and so you're learning more about yourself by witnessing what's going on in your life right now. It's all here to bring you back to yourself, right? So mm -hmm. keep coming back to yourself. It's not a one and done thing. And even what you're talking about with the gift 57, you know, there's people who actually are good at predicting the long-term future, whereas gift 57 is about literally being able to read the room and sniff what is literally unfolding next, right? And again, you could have both of those gifts. You could have none of the, neither of those gifts. You could have one or the other. Um, there's so many different combinations of what humans are capable of being or can be. But we also do ourselves a disservice to say, well, I'm only supposed to be this. And this is also where figuring out what matters to us doesn't always make sense. Because if you're like, you know what? I really love growing stuff in my garden. And I also really love um, something completely unrelated, like reading about astrophysics, right? But instead our brains go, well, how, how, which one is going to make me money? Which one is going to be my thing? Which one matters? Which one's uncool? Which one kind of da 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 Instead of just being like, oh, there's a divine reason. Like there is an intelligent force at work that's holding the framework of this thing that we call life together. And nothing is a coincidence. Like you can either buy into everything's a coincidence or you have to buy into nothing's a coincidence. You can't pick and choose, right? So if you've chosen nothing's a coincidence, that also applies to you. You didn't get left out by God, the universe, whatever. So you weren't created by accident. You're not the one who's kind of defected and everyone else is worthy and everyone else knows what they're doing. No one knows what they're doing, right? <laughs> and you also have your wants and your passions and your desires, the organic ones that you didn't even engineer. They are there for a reason. So it's about time we start trusting that they come from that part of us that is ineffable and mystical and ununderstandable. And so us thinking that we have to understand everything about life is literally squashing that awe and wonder that is available to us when we take the leap of, I don't get it, but that's part of the fun. And that's also where the magic lies. That's why I like that you're saying, figure out what you actually want, figure out what actually feels good coming out of you. Because me figuring out that it's more aligned for me to share those experiences with you, have you transmute them into something, have me then 
figure out what container they go into and then being able to uh, apply my explanation stuff. That wasn't something that I could have ever looked at, just read my chart and been like, oh yeah, that's someone that does that. No, I learned that about me. And then I just slowly leaned to what felt better and felt better and got honest and felt, oh, this feels better. This feels better slowly. And then those that's that sort of process revealed itself to me. So can you explain a little bit why, because of that, we don't want to just look at our chart and try mm. to concoct what that equals? Yeah. And that's such a, that's such a key thing that we all contend with because what we think we want is the final answer because we think that we need the final answer to, as the only thing that's going to give us security. But the final answer is still something that is outside of us. And so life is like, no, no, no. The only final answer, the only true security you're ever going to have is the one that is cultivated from inside. So, and also as a soul, you don't come here to know how it's going to end. You come here to watch the whole movie as it's happening, right? You don't, you don't pay to go to the movies and then you get told the ending before you watch the film, right? It's the same thing. So what's important about human design is it's not prescriptive. And that's also why I love it so much. It's not here to take away your free will. And it's not here to tell you exactly how things are going to pan out. It's the roadmap on how you get to that life of your dreams without even knowing how you could have made it happen in an even better way that you conceived just because you committed to what the universe actually wants for you the most, which is to be who you really came here to be. After that, it doesn't really matter what format. You want to be doing music. You want to be making furniture. Cool. Have at it. I'll make all of those things possible to you. Whatever your passion is, sure. And if you want to change passion halfway, also cool. As long as it's aligned and as long as you're being you, life is such a buffet, right? And that stuff is just like a thrown in extras. Where we've gone wrong is we think that the extras are the, the shiny carrots. And this is like my big thing about manifestation right now is that of course, it's wonderful to want things and we should be able to want things. We are living on a material plane and we are humans having a physical experience. But where it goes wrong is that if we start to confuse getting stuff as more important than becoming stuff. Mm. So it's great to want to manifest things, but it needs to be in its rightful place in our own minds of that, by the way, will just come as an afterthought if I focus on the thing that actually does reward me, because how many times have you heard stories of people getting everything they wanted and then they get there and they realize it's not that fulfilling. And as a bonus, you will feel even better having the things you wanted when you feel good inside, right? Because there's no clutter. You're not numb. You're not distracted. You're not still feeling like an imposter. You're still not, not liking who you are. You are like happy. You can soak in more of the juiciness of life because your heart is open. You're at peace with yourself. You're able to witness things as they really are. You're not clinging to the wrong things out of attachment and need and lack. So you're just this like beautiful blank canvas that physical things can much more clearly imprint upon on and tickle and delight you right but really this is the thing is like focus on who you want to become because and we both know this the amount of joy you get from a time you've become something more I mean it eclipses you 25 homes right and I think even what I shared last week where I was having a hard time 
all of a sudden receiving all this positive feedback because it made me realize, oh my gosh, people are actually listening. And my whole life, my ego side of me has always wanted to feel like I did something that made people say, oh, wow, you really changed my life. And then for that thing to actually happen and to realize that that wasn't the fuel that I was looking for, but that I was getting more enjoy. I'm like to be in this moment where I'm like, I'm getting more enjoyment from who I've become in the process of doing that thing, mm. of getting that thing. And it's like a trip to realize mm. the thing you thought you wanted wasn't the thing that gave you what you were hoping for. It was the process that you went through to become the person that actually got that thing. Mm-hmm. And how amazing is it when you surprise yourself of like, wow, oh my gosh, here's a new side of me that I haven't flexed yet. And wow, I'm actually really capable of becoming it. And I was saying this to you earlier that I was um, on my group chat with my mom and my sister. We were saying there's nothing better for your mental and emotional well-being than the feeling capable. The feeling of being capable will do everything for you. And the self-esteem that that builds is just unbelievable. And so, you know, it's if you love to make music, it's the making of the music. It's the, oh my gosh, and let's piece this thing together. And I heard someone say that, and I was reading a book about this. And it all just, how that wonder just comes through you. It's like God's creativity, no matter what it is you're doing. And you elevating yourself as a human and realizing how strong, how creative, how talented, how kind all those things are and you reaffirming that you are a piece of the universe witnessing in human form during that process that's the juice is like wow I'm more than just a meat soup and how cool because I had that feeling all along that I was special and I actually am because we all are and that's honestly too again why I love human design so much because I feel like it's in order to actually see yourself as capable, you have to actually be applying yourself in a way that is true to you. Mm. If you're trying to be something that you're not naturally, of course mm. you're not going to see yourself as capable. Mm-hmm. So I love this as a tool to direct us to say, actually, no, you're really good at nurturing people. Mm-hmm. You're really a nurturer and carer. And mm-hmm. so go apply yourself that to like apply that to what you're doing, mm-hmm. then you will see yourself as capable because you, you'll you see your nurturing nature come out of you and that will give you the feeling of, oh my gosh, I'm so capable. Yeah, and the, and the outside will reflect that. People will start to appreciate what you're doing even more. You know, there's certain times that you could be like trying to ram a product or a service or yourself down people's throats and being like, I know I'm talented, listen to me or buy what I'm selling or whatever all of a sudden you add a flavor of a certain gift in that everyone is an energy reader and kind of knows that means that you're aligned. That's what we gravitate towards is people who are aligned. And so all of a sudden you allowing your nurturing nature to bleed into the furniture company that you're designing for, right? Or being a receptionist. It doesn't even matter what the role is. When you use the role as a correct vessel for whatever the gifts that you do have are and stop trying to have the gifts that you think that role should have or the things that you were praised for or the ways that you think you have to be that to be the best at that job. Allow your innate gifts to lead the way and watch it pop off. And even if you're in a job you don't like, use that job as an opportunity to flex those gifts through for now. Use and abuse that vessel, right? And I mean that in a, in a respectful way. Flex it, use it for all you can get, you know, and then watch the universe again, 
send you more places and spaces to bring that gift to. And you don't even have to know where the next place is. And that's the best part. Thank <laughs> you.